It's that episode, not that episode, not that episode. It's that episode. It's that episode with Craig Rowan. Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite guests over to my apartment to watch any TV show they want. And we talk about that TV show, we watch it, and uh, we talk about other crap. My guest today is the hilarious Nick Vatterot. Welcome, Nick. Am I on the internet? You are. Woohoo! Finally! <laughs> you know, it's been my dream since I was a little boy to be on the internet. You know you're not getting paid for this. All right. Uh, I'm now going to check out. Okay. <laughs> so that was Nick, and, uh, and I thank him for coming, and that was uh, the short episode. Do I leave keys in here? Um, <laughs> how you doing, Nick? I'm doing great, man. Welcome. Welcome. I'm very excited to do this. Um, so, Nick, why don't you tell me and the audience uh, um, what uh, TV show you ended up wanting to watch? Um, well, you know, because, you know, yeah, you, you asked me about uh, what would be a fun episode to watch. And I was thinking, I've just been kind of fascinated lately about, there's a, there's a couple, like, uh, synopsis, synopses uh, in in, tele, in like old school sitcoms that happened over and over. Mm-hmm. Like the classic one is the getting stuck in the something episode. You know, like they're stuck in a fridge or a meat locker or the basement, an or, elevator, an elevator. And, and Saved by the Bell, they gave birth. Somebody gave birth in an elevator. Oh, that's the uh, yeah. After a while, they heighten it with yeah. the uh, with the birth. They combine the birth episode <laughs> with the getting stuck episode. Uh, I remember there was a Perfect Strangers where they got uh, stuck in the basement. In the the basement, water, water kept. Kept Water kept rising. Yeah. Yep. Uh, by the way, uh, there is a Perfect Strangers video game online right now that is amazing. I've played it. It's great. It's, it's great. Uh, <laughs> the song is playing while I think Balky runs for his dreams. And then he starts flying at some point. You can fly as Balky Bar Taco. Movie. Consider this a free ad for that video game. <laughs> Standing tall. Um, it's a... Uh, uh, and so there's so many of those, and, and one of one of the one of my f- favorite uh, classic episode, very specific genres is the getting robbed episode. Right. Uh, I, I remember there's a Golden Girls episode. A I think there's a Cosby one. There's a Family Ties one, and it cracks me up. There was always, and it's always the same. They always the, they always go out, and then they come in. And here's what I always loved about it: uh, they open the door, they turn the lights. The studio audience would always gasp. <gasps> oh, and then it would always be that music like da da bum ba da. And then they got to commercial. And uh and they that was like every every successful sitcom had the getting robbed episode. Yes, um so you decided to along that lines watch the Growing Pains version of that. Yes. Which is called Gone But Not Forgotten from season three of Growing Me. <laughs> it took them three seasons to finally rely on that crutch of an Well, episode. it's amazing. It's like, it obviously makes sense that it would be in every, every sitcom, bit more or less, most of them happen in a home. Yeah. So what's one of the things that could happen in a home? Getting robbed. Getting yeah. robbed. Um, did you watch um, the Seavers in, in Growing Pains? Did you watch Growing Pains a lot when you I, were a kid? I did. I was always fascinated. I always thought Growing Pains was just Mr. Belvedere without the butler. Mm. And even as like a little kid, I was just like, this is the same the show. And exactly. Without, um, what's his name? Bob Euker. Uh, Bob Euker. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, honestly, I would have traded, if, if I could have thrown, uh, I would have traded Seaver. Yeah, I would have traded Alec. What is his name? 
name? Alan, Alan Thicke. Thicke. Which is a Seaver, which is a baseball. Tom Seaver was a baseball player. That's Bob right. Euchre was a baseball announcer. We figured it out. And they ate bacon, which is Kevin Bacon. And <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I just saw Major League recently, and Bob Euchre is fucking hilarious. He's hilarious. He's so it? funny. I think that's why he got that show. Or yeah. I assume it came first. But. Isn't that hilarious? Yeah. Just, if you're a funny enough color commentary and... and Color commentarian. <laughs> yeah. Commentator? <laughs> I don't know sporties too much, but... Um, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I think I... I don't know. As a kid, I just watched... I didn't have cable as a kid, so I just watched anything that wasn't the news. If it right. wasn't the news and I was a kid, I'd watch it. And I think that's like... Uh, yeah, and it, you know, and they all had the... You know, it's funny. There were so many of these things. There was the drug episodes. Because now I'm thinking about it. That was a classic one, too. The Tracy Gold... The Tracy Gold. Well, the, I think the thing with Tracy Gold, if I'm wrong, is that she was anorexic. Is yeah, that right. In, I can't remember if that was a plot line or her real life. No, I think it was both. I think, I think it was think both. It was yeah, the plot line uh, was based on her actual experiences. Was oh. like now she's going through this, so let's talk. Let's, let's address teach, it. Let's teach. Yeah. Right. Let's make her feel even worse. Um, that is the favorite episode of pretty much every girl I've ever met. Uh, Say by the Bell. The uh, the. Um, Jesse uh, Spano. The caffeine pills. The caffeine pills. Which I feel like I may I'm so excited. Talked about that a little bit on another episode, but it's like, what, like who the hell takes caffeine pills? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, was that yeah. a real thing in the 80s? Because like, that was in a lot of... Like, do they mean amphetamines? Like, I guess they meant, like... I guess. But is that a real teenager? Pro- I don't know. I, I, don't I wonder know. if there was a lot of older writers back then. And like, ah, oh, the kids and the caffeine pills. Oh, God. I, I can't. I don't understand my kids. The hip-hop music, the <laughs> caffeine pills. Oh, I think the caffeine pills is interesting because caffeine... I didn't know you could get high off caffeine pills. And caffeine pills is very easy to get. You can walk in the store and buy them. Right. Uh, as a kid, I used to go to, you know, they'd have these drug prevention programs. You know, and uh, they always be like, all right, don't do uh, angel dust. And I'm like, okay, I'm in sixth grade. I n- couldn't even imagine where to get angel dust. Uh, I could, don't do the PCP. Still don't. I've never been in a situation where I've been able to buy yeah, PCP. Those two were very big. I, the funny thing is in high school, I remember in middle school hearing about PCP and angel dust. I'd never once heard of meth. Yeah, and meth was a, a thing in the, the around as well. Had then. to have been, yeah. Yeah, so like I've never heard of anybody who's ever done PCP <laughs> yeah. or or angel dust. Those angel seem dust. like they were written up by certain <laughs> writers. Yeah, I'm like, because yeah, and they'd be like, "Don't do angel dust." Uh, cool. Uh, don't jump off a rainbow. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> t- tell me more things I'll never come across. But then they have an episode about caffeine pills, and now you're just like, now I'm as a kid, I'm going, huh. I know how to get that. Right. Didn't know I could get high off of it. Thank you very much, Say by the Bell. I will I will try it now cuz it looks like uh it looks fun. Yeah. I want to be Jesse Spiano. Did you personally ever try caffeine pills? Um I, t- I remember trying them in uh in high school uh just cuz like uh so they were. I think I tried them. I was on the track team. Mm-hmm. You needed to put a little pep in your step. I just wanted to see what happened, uh-huh. and I did it once, and I saw what happened. I was like, eh, like you yeah, know, bo- broke every record. In yeah, the- <laughs> <laughs> and I ran, and I ran, and I ran, and uh, yeah, you know, I tr- yeah, it was weird, but I was just like, I was just more curious than anything because I loved Mountain Dew, I loved Jolt Coda, Cola, and someone was just like, it's like drinking nine Jolt Colas. I wish they put everything in terms of <laughs> yeah. Jolt Cola. Angel Dust is like a hundred Jolt Colas, yeah, you know, just so like kids could, like. <laughs> 
that would really prevent kids from they're like, oh my god, a hundred jolt cola. <laughs> wow, that's too much. One jolt cola, I can barely uh, play Street Fighter. I remember on. jolt cola was something that seemed like as a kid, like older, like like, oh, I can't drink that. That's like older kids drink that and they like stay up and party. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny oh yeah, that. yeah. That seemed like such a oh man. That's probably Red Bull now. I guess. Well, sort of for loco, really. Over uh... <laughs> Isn't that weird that a kid might see somebody older than them because when you're a kid, anybody older than you seems cool. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Even if they're like the biggest nerd, they're older, so they seem kind of cool. And that's that's funny to be like, wow. Like some sixth graders, like wow. Maybe someday I'll have. Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have a rock star energy drink like the seventh grader does. <laughs> what cool kids. Well, um, this Growing Pains episode, I'm very excited. I don't know the last time I've seen this show, probably during its run. Or you know what? I think they did a reunion at one point in the 90s. And I either saw that or I saw like an ABC special about that uh, episode where they caught up with the cast. So that right. might be the last time I saw the show. I, and now I forgot. Kirk Cameron has recently come into... Yeah, he's been in the news uh, as a, a super Christian, uh, anti-evolution, uh, uh, anti-gay. Yeah, that's the big one. Yeah, sort of that whole uh, that whole cool group of peeps. Right, which is uh, that's a very weird. Yeah, it's, it's tainting. He, he was <laughs> he was the Michael Richards of that time. You know, just, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> although Michael Richards, I feel like I don't remember that whole thing, but. I feel like he's not racist. Like he said something, racist, but like right. maybe, but like Kirk Cameron is. Oh yeah, will yeah, go yeah, on yeah, news yeah. channels and be like, yeah, of course, gays shouldn't have rights. Michael Richards was. Uh, I, I think he was. A, he was a big. Of, he did what I think was one of the biggest flaws of hu- of uh, a human flaws is that when we're really mad, we throw everything that we think or know or whole, or try to like you know, work on as a person out the window. Right. And just try to think of what's the meanest thing I can say to hurt somebody right now. And I think I think that's what a lot of people do because I've seen a lot of people that aren't they have nothing against. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not defending Michael Ridges at all. But uh, but but you know like but there, I feel like I see that a lot. I feel some people are like somebody doesn't hate somebody. People don't hate fat people. Right. But when you're mad at someone who's fat. You just can't – all of a sudden you're like, you fat fuck, you know? Like you're throwing out things that don't even right. – you don't even you, – you don't care about fat people. You have nothing against fat people. You don't think – you know, you probably defended fat people. But when you're mad, you just want to hurt somebody. Yeah. And then and then some people just don't have like – they say stuff that's just like – that probably is inside them a little bit. Yes. And they let that out. And then now you're like – uh, yikes! The fact you even thought to say that to hurt somebody is the yeah. bad thing. But that's what people do when they get mad. They just they don't know how to. They don't know how, they want to hurt somebody with words. And sometimes the the biggest thing you can say to hurt somebody is something incredibly racist. Yeah, and that's, well, that's too bad about as humans. You go on curb your enthusiasm, make fun of it. Then yeah. you you're free. <laughs> well, didn't he go on David Letterman afterwards? Well, that was the really awkward thing. That was, was the weirdest one. So he said something racist. At a comedy club, it was taped. It showed up on the internet, of course. Then Seinfeld was on Letterman, and they did this weird thing where they uh, uh, satellite hooked up Michael Richards to apologize. But the thing that I read was the audience there at Letterman did not know what he was talking about. Like, didn't there was no reference to it? There's no context wow. given. So there's just this awkward exchange where like. 
I mean, it's awkward enough that he's going on TV to apologize for this terrible thing. And then the fact that Jerry Seinfeld's in the middle of it and David Letterman and then an audience that was like, what the hell is going on? And there's no jokes at all. I remember being very like kid in timeout, like trying to apologize. But that's great TV. (laughs) 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 Like when you like one of those moments where it's just like, wow, I was not expecting that to happen. Yeah. Like, oh boy. Like it. It doesn't get much more real than just like everybody knowing this is all. This is terrible. You know. Uh, that's 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 all TV is now is watching car wrecks of human beings. Yeah, but a lot of it is forced or like we know. Like they put Jersey Shore on. Like we know this will be a train wreck. With, right. With like Letterman, it was that pure thing of like, oh my. Like everybody's like, oh, what's yeah. happening? Yeah. You know, like awkward. That. Awkward television. The dude's been in the game for decades and st- still couldn't make that not oh, super awkward really great um cool so why don't we check out growing pains gone but not forgotten anything that you're going to be looking at uh looking for in this episode you already mentioned the dun 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 to the commercial break which i i always love uh uh in in sitcoms going to commercial after something happy and then and then after the conflict the conflict is just like yeah i'm excited about that part uh i'm excited for the lesson learned at the end and uh i'm also going to look for places that if they had a butler what he could have said that would be really funny (laughs) the uh, the where where, uh, mr belvedere would fit in in (laughs) yeah um, cool. I'm excited. I'm excited for the theme song, which I love, which was written by Alan Thicke, the star of the show. Did he really? Yeah, he wrote it. Oh, my god. He wrote gosh. it. So, uh, why don't we take a watch? Let's do this. What should we do? Well, that's the question. Something terrible has just happened to us. What do we do? Dad, is this one of those questions that you always ask us that you already know the answer to? <laughs> well, I have some thoughts. I'd like to hear yours. I say we get a burglar alarm, the biggest and loudest. Do you honestly think Sylvester Stallone has a burglar alarm? No, his wife got that in the settlement. (laughs) My point is, the only way to protect yourself is with guns, lots of them. Yeah! No. That's so stupid. You got a better idea? As a matter of fact, I do. All right, let's hear it. Okay. Well, ever since this has happened, I've been asking myself why the thieves come here. Why? To steal junk. Exactly. And they call her the genius? You can't steal someone's possessions if they don't have any, right? So the answer is, we get rid of all our possessions. Everybody who thinks that's the stupidest idea they ever heard, raise their hand. All right, what's it going to be? Rifles or handguns? Neither. I will not have my children armed. It's a rule I have. I'm sorry I didn't mention it before. All right, we are back. We just watched Growing Pains, Gone But Not Forgotten. Uh, I don't usually do this, but let's do a rating of how we would rate the episode of the show we just watched. Yeah. One being one being bad, uh, as worse as worse as you can get, and ten being as great as you can get for this episode. I'd say it might it might be a uh I think if I gave it, I'd be generous giving it a 3. I was thinking 2. Yeah. I was thinking a 2. It is that was so unbearable as a television show. I I'm sorry. I mean, I know that people wrote that. I know that they put some time into it. Did but it they write it though? I don't I even don't know, know if they did. I think they lifted the uh, the framework off of all the other oh. sitcoms that had that getting rob episode before that. And oh man, it was so grating. Like there are multiple times where I was just like, ah, oh, I can't 
and I vocally had to say, like, it was so uncomfortable. The acting, like, everything just felt so false. The, uh, if you took the laugh track out of that, Mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone would, would consider it a comedy. No, I think it would be like, you'd be like, wow, this is a show where everybody is insane and they talk really loud as if they're saying a punchline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, cause they keep on like, they said stuff as if it was like funny, you know, and, and like sort of mugged, you know, made little faces or something like, especially, um, Kirk Cameron's character would do that or, and the sister too. Like they just like, uh, well, I don't know. There was a couple times where like, I, I think it'd be interesting to go through it and then like have a character say a line and guess, if the audience is going to laugh after they say it Well, there's one where... Is Judy Gold the sister? Was that who played the sister? Yeah, uh, uh, Tracy Gold. Tracy Gold. She, there was one line where she said a line, and it was funny, like, quote-unquote. Yeah. She said it as if it was a joke, and there wasn't laughter. There wasn't one, yeah. And it was just this one where they must have not pushed the button for a laugh track because <laughs> there was no reason... In the trend of all the other laughs, there sh- should have been a laugh, and there was not. Yeah, there's laughs after things they didn't know were laughs, you know? Uh, I, I, Mike, the fact that Mike comes in late all the time is, I think there's about nine jokes about that in the episode. About Mike Seaver just being late? Just always coming home late. That's like the big oh, joke yeah, in the yeah, family. That, well, that's, I think, what we're talking about with, like, if somebody's older, they're cool. Yeah. Like, being older and being late is cool. Yeah, like Curfew's a big thing and those things. Um, so one of the things I wasn't expecting was the episode starts right off with the burglary. The first scene, and I think it's pretty genius, it's all dark and they're entering the house from the back. And, yep. and it's Carol, the wife's birthday, and they've just come from a dinner. Yep. And they come in and they're in the kitchen she notices a light's on in the living room, and she's like, oh, my God, you've, there's a surprise party for me. And then there's like two minutes where she's just talking about if there's a surprise party. It was just very strange timing. And then eventually she goes in and turns on the light, and then it turns out everything is robbed. And uh, and the robbing, I will say, I was my biggest disappointment is I didn't get the audience gasp. Yeah, no. And I was really disappointed about that. There, It felt like... Whoever was programming the sounds just didn't just do a good job. <laughs> I don't think they had a crew. I think they had one guy uh, pushing all the buttons. Uh, the funniest thing I feel that we uh, was was how it was burglarized. Yes, everything it was because you can't show th- things have been stolen. What they showed was things broken on the ground and then every painting just off to the side. That's like, what, yeah, you said. Every, <laughs> like they went through and just... They either stole something or made it off kilter. That's what they did. How, the, how comedy writers think burglaring happens. They, they think that like, you know what? You know what? When, 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 when you... Uh, when you go and rob a drug lord, yes, you tear apart the cushions of the couch yes. to see if drugs and money are in the couch. Yes. But when it's a suburban white family, uh, there's you don't just start cutting, knifing up the couch yeah. cushions looking for... I mean, the couch, everything was smashed. Everything too. was smashed. Who's like sitting there going, let's just... They don't know. They, they well, don't know my, that no one's upstairs. My Yeah, my thing is, I'm assuming most robbers' prerogatives are... 
Get in, get out as fast as possible, and be quiet. Yeah. You know, like, there's no reason to be... Sm- they smashed multiple things. Like, why? What the fuck? Broke every... Broke. Just breaking glasses and... Va- who's breaking v- v- vases to see if anything's in it? Uh, a kitchen, by the way. <laughs> kitchen, by the way, untouched. Totally untouched. There was a thing where uh, the coffee was still hot, so they were just there. Because apparently the burglars... <laughs> Made a cup of coffee. Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> when you when you rob someplace, you get really tired, and you need you need that boost. Who's making Who's making coffee at ten o'clock at night so while they're I, robbing? I got, I got all the cash. All right, all right you, all you right. go get the jewelry. I'll make the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I made the coffee last time. All right, all right, 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 right. Oh God! They it's, stole the chicken soup. That was another thing. Su- it's like what the like what cartoon <laughs> rock. So one other thing that I was surprised at there are a lot of for a very straight, boring sitcom. There were a lot of jokes that were very strange. Very were, strange. One of them being. Um, they're in the car. They're scared to be in the house, so they're in a car, and a clown comes up to the car. <laughs> and the joke is that because it was her birthday, they had ordered a Humphrey Bogart impersonator, which is <laughs> why, why would you do that? Like, oh, Carol Seaver, you know her. It's her birthday. Let's get her her favorite thing, a Humphrey Bogart impersonator. And then instead, it's a clown. It's like, wh- why? Why? That joke is so... And Oh, and they even que- queued it up to say, like, we're the police. I don't know. The police are such clowns. And then the right. clown came, and then the yeah. little boy Seaver said, police are clowns. <laughs> like, spelling it out. It was just, like, the most, like, forced, you know, like, ten steps to write that joke. I can't... I think it's weird that... that and then they would go, hey, that was just, like, a weird, like, because... Uh, 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 and, and and by the way, no resolve at the end of the episode, and I'm saying that because uh, the episode did end very weirdly. Oh, the it, ending was so strange. The, the ending was one of the weirdest. Th- well, let's talk about. That. Okay, well, well, so so because the clown comes in, and I only mentioned the ending because the clown comes in, and 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 you know, see, uh, uh, Mr. Seaver says, "Hey, you're supposed to be Humphrey Bogart, and you're supposed to be here at nine o'clock." Another late joke. There's another late joke. Uh, also, I'm not quite sure, but I think that puts the clown at the scene of the crime yeah, at the makes, time that it happened. Yeah, that makes <laughs> him the top suspect. <laughs> A guy we've never like seen when, before. And when the police officer comes, they don't even mention, like, there was this clown here. <laughs> he was in the wrong thing. Oh. Um, so, so then the, the cop comes, who is the guy who's in those Allstate insurance comp- uh, commercials. Like the, There's uh, been a robbery here. Yeah, yeah. the president from uh, 24. Yeah, exactly. And, and he's helping them. He says it's a low-priority thing, so they're not going to help. But he, then there's another very strange joke where he, um, Kirk Cameron says to him, he says, like, it's low-priority, whatever. And Kirk Cameron says, well, this isn't a, well, you're not exactly Miami Vice. And then he's the cop says, <laughs> well, you're not exactly the Cosby family, which to me is the writer of the show making a, a, a serious jab at the show being like, yep. this is a bad TV show. Yep. This is not as good as the Cosby show. Isn't that hilarious? It is exactly so, what it was. I found that so strange. Well, like, you're not exactly the Cosby show is basically what he said. Well, that's like, have you seen, um, uh, did you see 21 Jump Street? No, I got the gist. I just, it, yeah. I just saw it. It's, it's actually really funny. But they, they have a joke where they do this, where they're like, 
like, yeah, you're going to be doing this, uh, you're going to be doing this, uh, you know, undercover thing at some old program, and they think it's a good idea to just revamp it. It's so stupid and late. You know, so they, they poke fun of themselves. They poke fun of, and, but in this case, which I thought was funny, and uh, you know, in Twenty One Jump Street, and this was just like, wait, you are just, ma- you just think this show is bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you could be watching the Cosby Show right now. Oh. This is, uh, yeah, that was really funny. Um, making fun of, uh, oh, so bad. And then the other weird joke was they made a straight up sol- joke at Sylvester Stallone for getting divorced. That was very, very and you know, this is why Growing Pains doesn't have longevity. This is why it doesn't last all the years. Uh, it was, I don't, isn't that weird? Uh, one thing that weird just shows how shallow of a, of a culture that we are, that no matter where we are, we're always going to make fun of the celebrity that just got divorced. Yeah. We always oh. love fallen angels and those that fall Look from... Look out, Katie Holmes, because you, you and Tom Cruise are going to end up in the newest episode of <laughs> Two and a Half Men. Isn't that so weird? I couldn't tell you who Sly's uh, wife... And yeah, the jab was he's like, uh, what was it? It was like, it was like, uh, I can't even remember. Well, well Sylvester Stallone probably wouldn't need a uh, a oh, burglar alarm. Yeah, they were trying to say, should we get an alarm system? And he goes, well, Sylvester Stallone wouldn't need an alarm system. And then Carol Seaver says, like, well, yeah, that's because his wife. He doesn't need to protect anything because his wife took everything or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, and you're like, wait, you just ramrodded this weird joke in there just to take a jab at Stallone's crumbling marriage. Um, well, it's the, so sad. The other, so the other bigger sort of weird, interesting thing to me, a weird thing was like nothing happened in the episode. So, so nothing happened. The the, the thing that happens at first is the robbery. The rest of the episode, and I don't remember Growing Pains enough because I watched it so long ago, but Jason Seaver, the father, is a psychiatrist or a psychologist, and the big thing is him teaching them a lesson about he, – he, he wants everybody – everybody can't sleep, so he says, why don't we just stay up and we'll talk about our feelings. And then they all sort of think what they think the solution is. Mike Seaver thinks that they should get a gun. Uh, the daughter Seaver thinks they should – Get rid of all possessions, and and Jason Seaver is trying to get them to think through all of these things, and then at the end they come to a, a so not a solution, but their their big takeaway is possessions don't matter, or it's not possessions. It's we shouldn't let that these these robbers take away our security, you know. <laughs> and it's like it. There was just a fifteen minute discussion, like it was just really odd to me that. I guess especially we have more ADD brains than we did in probably 1988 or yeah. when this happened. But it was just one long discussion about how we should feel about a robbery. Yeah. They didn't try to solve it. No. No, they made no effort to solve the crime. And then um, we were left with this really weird image at the end of the episode with Jason Seaver, the, the father, going out on the porch with a baseball bat. <laughs> and he hears... Was that in the na- in my neighborhood? No, no, it was- no. It was actually in the episode. Which, by the way, I mean, it's a suburban town. They're in a suburban town. You hear like a dog barking, and then you hear a police siren, and it's just him sort of looking off into the distance, like sh- sort of nodding his head as if like, "Yep, the world's changing and getting worse." It was really the ending was the world's getting worse, and then he walks back in. It was really right. He walks over. He, he goes, all right, I guess so, so now we know that the burglars can't steal. 
We shouldn't let them steal our, our sense of security. Which, by the way, uh, you totally should let them steal that because that's exactly what happened. Yeah, you should, you be should on guard learn now. something from yeah. you, Like he's saying, what he's saying is like... Let's go on like this never happened. Like, listen, yes, you have a fucking family. You have three kids and they're all very precocious. You, ha- you should have an alarm system. You should take, do, you know, like... Get a gun. Take some steps. Listen, get arm your fucking family, man. <laughs> right. Like, do something. Like, if you have three kids, like, yes, you should take something away from this. You shouldn't just be like, you know what? Let's all be brave. Because, by the way, these burglars were fucking maniacs. Yes, they, they were, were crazy on, people. They were either on PCP or Jolt Cola, <laughs> yeah. and they were, ra- they were rampaging they Europe. They came in. Apparently, these are these burglars. They came in, smashed everything, put all the pictures off kilter. Took some, some soup. Took soup and made, <laughs> made a cup of coffee and then got the These fuck are up. maniacs. And didn't and, and didn't even move a chair in the kitchen, by the way. No. Such they destroyed the living room so much that they were like, you know, by the way, let's just really keep the kitchen kinda intact so that no one knows we were here. Uh the, yeah, it's like the, it was like an Oliver Stone film. Like for those like whatever they should have shown that. They should have like shown the like in the episode. They should have. I'd shown love to the see these guys just tear the thing apart. It would have been amazing. What a terrible episode of TV! Why I, were, I left? Uh, oh God! I'm mad that we were okay with that as a uh, uh, as a country. Maybe that's why we went to reality television because we were tired of growing pains. Maybe that's well, what it I, is. I have to say there was just there was just nothing like you said. Like where was the butler? There's no. There was no hook to the show. Like there was, Nothing. like the dad is a psychiatrist. To me, that makes it so boring. I mean, like, like that. That the, basically, you're saying the dad will talk really talk out a problem every episode. That's like I think that's how it ends every time. I don't. You need I, you need like an extra thing to have happen. You need to like, oh crap, uh, it's terrible that we got robbed because we were ha- we are. Having a surprise party, or we are having people over later, or yes, like there the was no raising coming. of stakes. The There's now. nothing. They just eliminated like any sort of like, like... eliminated. <laughs> a sitcom stands for situation comedy. There was no situation. Right. It was just something bad happened. Then the episode began. That's exactly. The, the, it started at the end of the episode. Yeah, that was the the end of the episode. Is they got robbed and the and her birthday was ruined, and then that that was it. That was yeah. Uh, yeah they should have said like. They didn't even, like, have a cake at the end. Like, the, the big thing at the end was, like, get your clothes on. Let's go have breakfast. <laughs> they didn't even show that. They they just said they, they everybody went up to change to go to breakfast. Then the dad steps out, looks out on the porch, says to himself. More cops are coming, and then the episode ends. <laughs> it was very, it's very um, sort of, uh, what's the word? X, uh, it's a philosoph- philosophical world word. Um, uh, existential existential thank you it was like a Camus story or something here god it's i mean i think people uh people will watch whatever you put on tv if finally there's enough stuff on tv now and we have the internet you know before the internet the growing pains was before the internet you know we don't have to watch tv now we can go to the internet now. yeah before you didn't have the internet and all you had to do was either talk to the people in your family and then people got so tired of that that TV came along and they were like, thank God. Here's the thing. Even <laughs> even then, there were TV shows that only lasted one season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how did this happen? Like, 
I don't this know, was man. considered a great this show. This was a great show. You know what it is? I think it's the theme song. That theme song. Is- show me that smile. You could live. Show me that smile. You have a good enough theme song. You, you're in syndication. Yeah. Syndication just off the theme song. Yeah. I mean, I heard that TV show All in the Family was a piece of trash except for the theme. The theme, that's all it was. <laughs> I, the only, I've only heard negative things about that classic TV show. <laughs> all in the Family. The only reason, MBC Night Lose, only reason that that set shows lasted as many years as it has. Great theme song. Great theme song. All right, let's to get in a better mood. Let's oh, talk man. about favorite theme songs that we've heard. That okay, we remember from a kid. The Growing Pains is one. Growing. Uh, I. Uh, I think. I think Full House is is like. I think an unanimous favorite with a lot of people. So that's um. Whatever happened to predictability? Yeah. Well, you know what I like about theme songs is every theme song has. It's the 30-second version and then the full-minute version where you're like, <laughs> they wrote they wrote one more verse than I've ever heard. You know, like, on, fa- on there's... Yeah, like, Cheers has an extra verse. Yeah, like, Full House is like, waiting just around the bend. Like, uh, there's another... There are other lyrics. There are other lyrics. And all the theme songs are... They're like, they're like nonsense, and you're kind of going... What is going on? And I think like nonsense is just kind of like, hey, we're quirky. It's a comedy, and then it's like uh, some sort of like, hey, we're all gonna be okay. Yeah. Type of line. So you're like, oh, but there's also love in this. Like, uh, like uh, the Full House is like, newsman, a paperboard, a meme on the TV, you. And then you're like, back to get. Uh, Frazier was like, uh, I don't need to come and toss salad and scramble. Yes. What do we just toss salad and scramble? Like, let's do it again. Yeah. You're like, what are you talking about? Let's every sitcom is like, all right, again, we're there, down in the trees, when the bounce and the potato salad. We got a Mr. Humpin' Dumpty. Everybody loves each other. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> that would be a great. Um, everybody, Humpty Dumpty, everybody <laughs> loves each other. <laughs> That was the Punky Brewster thing. <laughs> that was the Punky Brewster. Wait, this, so let's go through the lyrics of this one. This one right. is... Um, uh, wait, how did it start again? It's... Uh, we, you just sang it, and I, now wait, I can't... Wait, the Growing the Pains growing one? Pains. It's, uh, growing Pains. Now I got the Full House one um, stuck in my head. Uh, we got the world... So it's... Um, show, uh, show me that smile again. Show me that smile again. Um don't you know love? Don't spend another minute on your crying. Okay, we're nowhere near the end. You're gonna live forever. The best is ready to begin. Oh, sh- whoa! Okay, as long as we've got each other, I'm already crying. We've got the world spinning right in our hands, okay. baby. You and me, we gotta be Aww. the luckiest dreamers that have ever been dreaming. As I'm long crying. as we keep on giving, we've got the world spinning right in our hands, <laughs> baby. Rain or shine, all the time, we've got each other, sharing the laughter and love. Laughter, so you know it's a comedy, and love, so you know what that. What the hell does that? That is um, such nonsense. It's just yeah. It, it just uh, we're these like lobotomized sitcom <laughs> characters that are just. We, it's all love in us. I actually saw, I was watching part of, uh, so Alan Thicke wrote that theme song, and I recently saw him on, Re- what's it, the Bill Maher show on HBO, Real Time? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Alan Thicke was on, and he made a reference to, like, writing those jingles. And I was like, yeah, he he's made, like, he made. I wonder what else he's written. I, I think he's made a lot of jingles. Really? Name any theme song he wrote it. Uh, Night Court. Wrote it. 
<laughs> wow. I'm impressed. You're impressed by my <laughs> pretending to know. Your yes ending of whatever I would have said. Um, yeah, I, I was one other thing I was bummed about this episode was that we missed um we missed Boner. Boner wasn't it? He Boner was uh he, he was referenced. He was referenced as being too dumb to have committed the robbery. Mike, you're stupid, friends. Mike, you're always coming in late. I'm surprised you did that. I wish every line to Mike was involved him coming in late. Mike, you always come in late. Have some breakfast. <laughs> Mike's probably hungry from all that coming in late last night. God, and the Mike's wardrobe when they came in was unbelievable. String tie. Yep. Uh, I just love the string time. Yellow button-up shirt on a full gray suit. Yeah, just <laughs> Which, but, but the gray suit that sort of like starts at his waist, puffs out everywhere, and then goes back like tight, <laughs> tight on his cuffs. By the way, I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, when they were bringing all because they were out for Carol's birthday yes. before they, I don't know, and 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 uh, oh, Mr. Seaver, the gifts, the gifts, which I couldn't tell. The only gift that you could really it was a giant vacuum with a bow on it. What a <laughs> fuck you to what your wife or you? mom? You were, all right. You're, you're, we're gonna take you out to a nice restaurant, and then one of the gifts you're gonna open up in front of everybody front of, at the oh grocery. My God, you're right. That would be the most <laughs> insulting thing in the universe. <laughs> Going to a fancy dinner. <laughs> Just a fancy dinner and your string tie, and you open up a giant box. Like that would I would like you would see a grown woman cry. <laughs> you if, got me a fucking vacuum. A bunch of strangers. Like that's something where it's like, yes. Get a new vacuum for your house. Don't say it's for the mom. Right. And don't do it at the birthday and get a real birthday gift. Like, that's what a terrible. That's like, here's mom, uh, dad got you the vacuum cleaner. Here are a bunch of cleaning supplies <laughs> and other things you'll use, uh, you'll need for the plot point that happens later because she used the vacuum oh, to clean right. up the robbery. So, I mean, uh, that, <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't give her, like, a, a crime kit or a... Oh, oh, it I was... wonder what you... I mean, I wonder... That just reminded me that when she uses the vacuum cleaner, um, the little kid... I forget his name. Ben? Ben, yeah. Um, he, like, acts surprised, and I cringed because it just... He was asleep and then woke him up, and it was just, you know... His vacuum woke him up. Yeah, it just was, you know, bad child acting. But it's like, I wonder what that guy... When he looks back on this show, like, what his... Like, I don't know. Would you be... Was he like, I nailed it back then. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... Uh, I was thinking that there's a Lawrence... Is it Lawrence Olivier? <laughs> he, had, he had some... <laughs> He had some, he had some line or some play. I can't remember what it was, but he he gets backstage and and just uh, and somebody came up to him after the show and they're like, like and he was like he was like slowly weeping, and they're like, why are you crying? And he's like, because he he's like I, I don't think I'll ever be able to capture what I did tonight again. Like he he knew he had just right. he'd really nailed it exactly how he'd wanted to. I just like and I like the kid who played Ben Seaver after each episode like <laughs> crying weeping, in the green. <laughs> and his parents being like, "What's wrong?" I ben? just captured lightning in a bottle tonight. I don't know how I did it. When I jumped up and pretended I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> When I asked my dad if I could um, bring the garbage pail kids with me to the restaurant, I just, I'm never going to catch them. <laughs> <laughs> God. 
Oh, oh man. Shit. Really, really good. Really good TV. Um, one of the things I do on the show is I come up with, we try to come up with a drinking game for the, the show that we watched. Uh-huh. Um, what would be a good drinking game for for this episode of Growing Pains or for every episode of Growing Pains? Every, uh, I think one of my favorite ones because uh, the laugh track in this was, I remember, um, there was a couple of the laugh tracks. It sounded like courtesy laughter. Yeah. You know, where someone's like, uh, oh, I did, uh, oh, up tight. Oh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> you know where you laugh or you're not, not even a joke, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, every time there's a courtesy laugh, you have to drink. Every time there's a courtesy. And, it, and to, to program in, to have a button that is courtesy laughter from a studio audience yeah, is very that's funny. Yeah, very weird. I, I mean, was this in front of a live studio audience? No it could way. not have been. No. No. No, uh, no way. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know which shows were and which shows weren't, and how they decided. But I have to assume with this one, they're like, they're not going to be any laughs. Yeah, we can't have an audience watching this trash. <laughs> um, it's not good enough. It's, I'd say that. I'd say, of course, every time um, there's a reference to Mike Seaver being late. Yeah. Oh you yeah. Drink. You drink to that. Um, anytime. Um, I assume at first series, it's just every time the dad talks through stuff as if he's a psychiatrist. Oh, absolutely. Um, there is a... Uh, yeah, Carol, uh, I didn't realize her character is pretty much just like, Oh! That was pretty much every line. And she said, Oh, it's my birthday! Oh, you guys, it's a surprise party! Oh, we were robbed! Oh, they ate the chicken soup! Oh, what if they come back? Oh, Mr. And then, and then at the very end when he does the resolve of like, oh, uh, yeah, he's yeah. like, oh, I knew you would make us feel better. Oh, I do want to go out and have brunch. Oh, I'll go up and get ready right now. Oh, I got to use my back. That was pretty much her old character every time. You just really captured the entire episode <laughs> in 20 seconds. <laughs> That really hit every plot point, and that's absolutely accurate. How she reacted to not, it, yeah. That is not, you were not overdoing it. And all the, like, when all the all the kids are like, uh, can we sit, can we sleep in the bed with you? Oh, yeah, oh. come on in, guys. Oh, so brutal. Oh, but what if they come back? <laughs> just, oh. She's just, anytime she's hopeless, or helpless, or acting like a stupid idiot. Yeah. Well, you get so many emotions. It's also when she's excited and happy, when she's scared, when she's worried, when she's re, re when her worry goes away. <laughs> she has one emotion. Oh, gosh. And I'd say for this episode also, anytime anything's off kilter or broken, you. <laughs> <laughs> that was... My favorite thing was when you turned to me and said, "Every it's like the it's like the burglars went around and just moved everything off by an inch." Yeah, none of the pictures fell off the wall, but apparently these burglars were just like running around the perimeter of the place with and their they shoulder stole against. Stole a phone. They it's stole like, the phone. Like why? Yeah. Why? What type of burglars? <laughs> maniacs. These guys were maniacs. Ugh. Uh, have you have you ever been burglarized? Uh, I've never been burglarized. I was. Uh, it's. I had a bike stolen uh, about a year ago, and even today I was walking around and everywhere I saw that I keep I keep thinking I see my bike. Really? I keep. But my bike looks like like everybody's bike. It's like right. a green bike, and I see. I'm like, 
Because you fantasize about catching the people that do it right. in the act. You also fantasize about them being small, you being taller and muscular, <laughs> and uh, in, a, in a world where you have street fighter moves, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't talked about this in the podcast, but I was, I was burglarized fairly recently, and I think this show really captured every emotion I went through. Did you, was it a type of thing where you were like, <laughs> did they put everything off kilter in your apartment? Yeah, but every, every, every framed poster was off kilter. <laughs> they smashed every tchotchke. <laughs> they took your landline phone. They took the landline phone that I don't have. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing that was accurate was, like, she was like, somebody was in my house, you know, making coffee, which that's not true. But, like, the feeling of knowing somebody is in your place is the creepiest part of it. Yeah, because that's weird. It is weird. They might have just been like, hey, uh, before they leave, like, hey, hey, I'm put my balls on their pillow. You know, just because you're, you know. Dude, now you now you got to throw out your pillow. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna jerk off in this spot that nobody will ever know. No, you're like, ah, oh, wait, wait, uh, is the oven kind of open? What are they doing here? What is happening? Oh no. Uh, yeah, it is because you don't know. I mean, you know, they're all just sh- shitheads, and I'm sure they're crank heads, jolt heads. Yeah, they're you know what? They're hepped up on angel dust. They come in, they're on like 100 Jolt Sodas. Yeah. And that's what they, they really, they, they just sell the stuff for more Jolt Soda. That's why they, that's what they I do. I know. That's, it's fucking black market JS. <laughs> jolt Solda. Solda. Jo, jolt Solda. <laughs> My brain is ravaged by this episode, by this terrible, terrible episode. Um, I, I, I hated the show. I really, I really didn't like it. I was, uh, it was because it wasn't even like. It was so bland. There wasn't even too much stuff to make fun of, really. You know, like it was like it wasn't even like so bad. It was just like so vanilla. So just like it was. I think that's probably why it was popular. I have to say, like, there's nothing to object to. You know, uh-huh. like they're just like mm, it's bland. They're a family, and they mentioned some. You know, Sylvester Stallone did get divorced. Yeah. You know, like yeah. This is you know let's. Sit down, plop the kids. Was this was this part of TJ? This was before TJIF, I think. This was before, before TJIF. But this yeah. was ABC. God, they yeah. just had like really the most bland programming. And people watched it. The problem with the problem with America is uh, that people feed these things. You know, if no one watches it, it goes away. But people watch it. Well, the two dollars that I spent downloading this. Just that gave they're now going to do a reunion show <laughs> because of it. I actually have to look that up because I'm pretty sure they did a reunion show in the 90s of this. It's like I feel like they did. Yeah. And that must have been weird, too, because I think by that point, Jane, uh, Kirk Cameron was probably getting weirdly religious and everybody because I know even now I remember when Kirk Cameron um, said those things about, you know, homosexuality being wrong. That other members of Growing Pains tweeted like we don't agree with Kirk Cameron. Like, yes, good. they're forever linked to this man that they right. probably now think is a total <laughs> shithead. <laughs> that is funny though. What if like I don't like Tracy Gold? Why? Well, 
The guy who played Mike Seaver on the show that she was on said uh, some anti-gay stuff. Yeah, so exactly. I am done with Tracy Gold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if Tracy Gold didn't tweet that, we'd assume that she was in the same right. role. It's like they were brothers and sisters in the 80s on a TV show. <laughs> she definitely hates gay people. I wish I wish I was a guy who, like, uh, who, who uh, Kirk Cameron, who knew, who's a huge Kirk Cameron fan, uh, but uh, <laughs> never saw growing pains. <laughs> You're just a fan of his bigotry. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, or just like, uh, or all his other work. You know, it's like well, hey, wanna... who's who's growing? You know, Kirk Cameron. He was on a uh, uh, Fireproof. Uh, I don't oh, know wait, what that. Fireproof. Is. Wait, what year was Fireproof? You're looking this up on IMDb. Now. Yeah, um... I think Fireproof might be the movie he made about the Rapture. Oh, is that is that what that one? Oh, by the way, Growing Pain's Return of the Seavers was a television reunion film in 2004. 2004? Yeah. Wow. Fireproof was 2008. What's that about? Uh, Fireproof. Let's see. Um, There's also Monumental in Search of America's National Treasure. Our families are worth fighting for. He's walking down New York, holding an American flag, uh, gazing at the Statue of Liberty. Looks like there's a uh, huge. Our families are for, for are for what is it called? Our families are worth fighting for. I can't huge imagine. Uh, let's see. It it it's, it couldn't be more vague. It's just fighting for families. I think it's about Christie bringing Christianity into the world and stuff like I that. You were say I guess. It's, it's about bringing Christie Brinkley into the world. <laughs> I was uh, raised a uh, uh, Christian Brickleyan. Wait, and, open up uh, the fireproof one. Uh, fireproof here is uh, looks very similar to uh, the other picture. Does it have a synopsis? Because I think that might be Christian the... drama film. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, the film stars Kirk Cameron, and um, while reviews for the film were positive from Christian film critics, okay, let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> Christians are supposed to like love every. I like the idea of a Christian film critic. Like, I, I, how do you like? Um, oh. You know what? I I still loved it for what it was. I love the people involved. I loved everything. And I forgive everybody. <laughs> are they ever negative about? Is a Christian film critic ever negative about any film? Well, they I, ever hate? I they, bet, ne- they can't hate a film that goes against their uh, ideals. Well, if it's uh, anti, if it's anti God, if it's the Devil's Rejects by Rob Zombie, <laughs> that might not be into it. Um, while reviews for the film were positive for Christian film critics, they were mostly negative for mainstream critics. The film was successful at the box office, becoming a surprise hit. Um, he doesn't say what it's... Oh, plot summary is... Uh, I'll just do a real quick one here. Uh, the film starts with a look into Catherine's bedroom as a child. She's talking to her mother about marriage. She wants to... Catherine wants to marry her dad. Okay. All right. What? Uh, and her mom says, you can't marry daddy. I'm married to him. And then it's and pretty then much just a gun battle the rest of the movie. <laughs> I thought, well, oh, wait, this is savages. I can't marry my dad. Nobody can. <laughs> and it's Kill Bill 3. Um, uh, uh, Catherine says she wants to marry someone like her daddy. And then, um, yeah, I just. I hate this movie. I'm not a Christian uh, That's a really a weird, movie. really weird. And the whole movie is her trying to find someone like her dad. Uh, yikes! Um, um, awkward. Oh my gosh, Kirk Cameron. Well, you know what? Um, what do we take away? 
Here's what we take away from this. Uh, by the way, because all of his, uh, I was reading all these like Kirk Cameron. And it's it's like this movie's about love and loving your family and a, per- and a woman who loves her and she loves her dad. And like, well, I just don't understand why these people that call themselves Christians like him that are so love are the they're the people who fill with the most hate. They're ones who like hate. Like they're anti-gay. They hate gay people. They're yeah. the most. I feel like some of these people, the, the, the people who say they're filled with the most love, are the people who are the most hate. And well, I watched. Really... I recently watched uh, the interview with him. It was with Pierce Morgan about um, homosexuality and homosexuality and uh, <laughs> homosexuality. And and Pierce Morgan was like, "So, what would you say to your son? You know, if if your son said he was gay, and he'd say, well, I'd sit him down.'" And I talk to him and say that a lot of the feelings that we feel aren't real feelings or something like that. It's just like, yikes, just stop. Like, please give me a break. Man. Oh, like, man. and why? Like, it's just so sad. Also, like, there's nothing more sad than Kirk Cameron, the star of Growing Pains and Fireproof, actually having a soapbox to stand on that people listen right. to. Right. You know what I mean? That's right. like what I think is the most. Like, who cares? Like, who cares that he thinks that? Like, that yeah. should not even be in the news. He should not be on Pierce Morgan. They shouldn't put... What's her name from SNL? Um, uh, Victoria Jackson. Yeah. Did you see, like, she's sort of like a crazy right wing, like, just saying all these anti, you know, like, every minority thing. And, and they put her on all these shows. It's like, don't do that like well or you say do do that because these people look so stupid it looks it makes anybody who is associated with anti-gay be like i mean i i feel like if you some you somebody like kirk cameron who's like fireproof and he, he comes off as such an idiot then you i feel like it it weakens people who are like yeah i'm also anti-gay oh yeah, really because F- that they are the thing is that might be true on the tv side of things mm-hmm. but like they are raising money. You know what I mean? Like they uh, are. You I know see what you're I mean? Saying. Like they are figureheads. You know, yeah. they are like, like, oh my gosh! Remember Growing Pains? Remember that episode where he was late? Well, now <laughs> <laughs> you mean every episode? <laughs> well, now he's anti-gay as we are. So let's like give a ton of money to uh, this thing. Yeah, yeah oh, that's true. God, it's take away now. Right now, we're gonna walk out on my porch with baseball bats and just hear a siren and just be like the world's getting worse. I wish we could I wish we could visually end this uh <laughs> podcast you know the way that everybody who's listening to this close your eyes for a minute. All right. <clears throat> Nick and I are out on the Seaver's porch holding baseball bats. Mine's aluminum. Yours is wood. Yours is a Louisville Slugger. We just convinced our family that uh they are going to be safe. Even though tomorrow night the robbers will return and murder us in our beds. Pretend that whistle that sounds nothing like a siren sounds like a siren. No, it's a, it's a police officer whistling in his car. <laughs> <laughs> my mistake. That was actually my dog bark. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> I'm a happy birthday clown. <laughs> Uh, and and now we go back into our house and have breakfast with our families and know that everything's all right. And then 20 years later, we're on Pierce Morgan saying that gays deserve nothing. <laughs> so that's this episode of It's That Episode. <laughs> I'd like to thank my guest, uh, Nick Vatterout, so much for coming. Thank you so much for having me. Um, you can find Nick on the, you're on the Twitter. I'm on Twitter, man. Check him out. 
Check him out all across the United States, New York City, performing the, the stand-ups. Stand-up dramedy. All, all setups, no punchlines. <laughs> Thanks so much, Nick. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great afternoon. Yep, that guy's whistling at his car again. <laughs> I'd like to thank my guest, Nick Vaderot, for coming over and watching Growing Pains with me. Let's just say we had some growing pain full times watching it. Um, thank you so much for listening. I uh, can't wait to see you or hear you, see you hearing me next week on It's That Episode. Uh, please uh, go to iTunes if you like the podcast and give a review. It really helps me out. Um, I get $4,000 every time somebody uh, makes a comment. So I really appreciate that as I like $4,000. Um, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night and an early mañana. Adios, amigos. Amigos. <laughs>